Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, fangirls and fanguys. We just want to take a moment and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can reach more people. Thanks so much. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Today, we are talking about the CW cult hit, Roswell, New Mexico. First premiering in January of 2019, the story follows a young scientist named Liz Ortego, who returns to her hometown to help care for her ailing father and help him run his diner. Liz soon reconnects with her high school crush, Max, who is now the town sheriff, and it doesn't take long for sparks to fly. It isn't until Max saves Liz's life that she discovers a shocking secret. Max and his two siblings are aliens. Surrounded by government conspiracies and oppressive politics, Liz promises to protect Max's secret, even when she is presented with devastating obstacles. This cast is pretty was pretty unknown before they got started. So Janine Mason is Liz Orteco, and she's a biomedic researcher. Nathan Dean, who is a hottie, plays Max Evans, and he's the sexy alien sheriff. And then Michael Vlamis plays Michael Guerin, who's also an alien. And then Lily Cowles plays Isabel Evans, and she is Max's twin sister. Tyler Blackburn plays Alex Maines, is Garen's old flame. Heather Hemmins, who plays Maria DeLuca, owns the Wild Pony Bar. And Amber Midthunder plays Rosa, Liz's sister. Then we have Michael Trevino, who plays Dr. Kyle Valenti and Liz's ex. So this cast, yeah, they're pretty, I haven't seen them in anything. I know that Janine Mason won So You Think You Can Dance, like, I don't know, a handful of years ago, but I didn't know that about her when I first started watching this. I kind of think that with a show like this on this type of network, it works when there's not like a super famous person in there. I feel like it almost works better. You know, I didn't recognize anybody. So you can really kind of get into the story. You know, that suspended disbelief really works in this, you know, situation. I think I did recognize Amber Midthunder. It was a sister from something, but I couldn't place it. But I feel like it was very well casted. I really like the, I don't know if you would call it chemistry. I guess it's more dynamic of the three alien siblings. So I don't know if they're they're not technically siblings, but Michael, Max, and Isabel, their dynamic of is, it's really funny. It's funny, but it's also heartwarming and, you know, very dramatic. You can tell that there's the sibling camaraderie is there for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of shared experiences, which we'll get into, into the tea. Yes. So season three just premiered last week. I mean, I kind of flew through the first two seasons after you were like, you need to watch this. I was like, okay. And I just couldn't watch it fast enough. And then season three started. And then you're just left with like this kind of cliffhanger ending. And I'm like, well, shoot, now I have to wait once a week for this. But it is just one of those shows where it's so bingeable. You know, so much happens and there's so much drama. It constantly leaves you wanting more. Yeah, it for sure leaves you wanting more. The 90s nostalgia of this show is so good. This Mm -hmm. The original Roswell did take place in the 90s. And the creator of the reboot is Sherry Appleby, who starred in the original. Oh. She's directed a handful of episodes, I want to say. That's really cool. 
I know what I loved most about this show. So the main actor from the original series has made cameos in the reboot series in a handful of episodes. Oh, cool. Who was it? Jason Bear played Trip Maines, Alex Maines, like great uncle. That's really cool. I love that. It kind of makes me want to watch the original version. Although I have to say, I mean, this show, it's sci-fi, but it's like really, it's kind of, it's a very sexy show, which I love. Like it has, I mean, there's really good chemistry with all the characters, like the Mm -hmm. relationships. You're like, whoa, whoa, that's burning hot. And it's all over the show. It's like a guilty pleasure. Like it made folding laundry go so much faster watching the show. Cause I'm just like folding. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? Is Garen going to get back together with Alex? Like it just, I mean, the chemistry was just through the roof on this show. I loved it. The show is also very woke in its own sense. Yes. Very uh, modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, they touch on immigration, racism, LGBTQ plus storylines. I mean, CW is checking all the boxes here. Yes. I loved seeing the perspective of like a Mexican-American woman who grew up in America and is Mm -hmm. like dealing with the, these effects of like, you know, almost living in fear that her dad's going to get, you know, caught and just, you know, he's built this whole life and just like kind of the unfairness of it all, just what she has to live with day after day, that feeling is, that's not comfortable. No, not at at all. all. Even in the first episode of season three, they subtly comment on the pandemic. So while they acknowledge, subtly acknowledge the nineties nostalgia, Mm -hmm. they're staying very current with today's socioeconomic issues. Yeah. I love, and I don't know many shows that do that right now. I think it it makes a sci-fi show grounding, right? Because it's not Yes, they're experiencing these paranormal things because it's a sci-fi show. But at the same time, when you're talking about real issues and you see things happening that are actually happening in real life, it it gives a sense of realness to the show and kind of grounds it. And I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Same. So here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. That means spoilers. We are talking about everything that happens in this show. So if you have not seen this show, you should do yourself a favor, watch it on Netflix or on the CW app. Something that I noticed right off the get, well, I won't say right off the get-go, but a lot of the storylines are mainly connected around Liz. And while you have this great ensemble cast, everything is subtly yet inadvertently triggered by Liz's actions. So Liz comes into town on the 10-year anniversary of her sister's death, Mm -hmm. uh, Rosa. She's coming back into town to take care of her dad, but she's also had this great life in Colorado that she had no need to leave whatsoever. She was engaged. She like, she had all these things going for her, but she was just like, I need to go home and doing so. Um, she comes back into town and the backstory on her sister, Rosa, who is a, uh, drug addict, got in a car accident, Two other girls in the car. Two other girls in the car. Uh-huh. And yeah. she was supposedly driving and they yeah. all died. And they all died and they all have a lot of hate for the Ortego family because of this, yeah. especially on the 10 year anniversary of Rose's death. And in doing so, they shoot up uh, Liz's dad's diner and Liz gets shot and Max uses his powers to heal her. 
he would not have revealed his powers. Liz not been shot and Liz coming into town like this all could have been avoided had Liz just stayed in Colorado. Yeah. She was the catalyst. Yeah. She was the catalyst for that, which really upset his siblings exposing their powers. The secrets out. Yeah. Secrets out. And I guess they have been hiding their powers so long that they haven't really tapped into them. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, Isabel had really restricted herself in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And she didn't realize how much she was holding back until Liz came into town and triggered everything in that matter. Now, Michael, on the other hand, he's always been very in tune with his powers. And I think seeing his siblings come into their own with their powers, it's not that they didn't have them. They just actively did not use them to their full capabilities. Um, But Michael seeing that made him want more. I mean, he always had this history with Alex, but Alex being a former military or army reserve. Oh, yeah. He had access to a lot of military database on aliens, on everything. And at that point, Alex has also figured out that uh, Garen is also an alien. So we're we're just sharing it with everyone at this point, you know, and um, clues uh, Garen in on this, which leads him to finding the backstory on his mom and finding out what the government did to him, which made him, Michael, go to Isabel and Max and say, hey, we now know more about where we came from. Let's find out more, which takes you into season two really well. It leads to Maria DeLuca's backstory. I think to take it back a little, I think when Liz comes into town, Mm -hmm. all three of them, Max, Michael, and Isabel are reminded of what they had to do. Isabel, we find out that she was responsible for Rose's death. Mm -hmm. So Michael and Max work together to stage this car accident. So all of these feelings of guilt and grappling with that decision that they didn't want Isabel to think that she had killed anyone. So they allowed it to be like Michael's fault when really everyone kind of worked together to, to fix the situation because of Isabel. And then we find out that it was Isabel's husband, Nathan, who was kind of posing as like a human this whole time. And he's been like crazy mind controlling Isabel because of her trauma. And that's kind of. Which allows her to come into her powers more in season two. Yes. It's tied up nicely at the end. And then Max and Liz finally reveal their feelings. Like they didn't kiss like the whole season. It was so annoying. I'm like waiting for them to kiss. I'm like, come on. I agree. And then they finally do. And it was such a romantic moment. She's like, oh, you didn't murder my sister. I love you. (laughs) And then they finally do that. And then once Isabel, well, season two starts and she's trying to like kind of free herself from that hold that Nathan had on her. And like you're saying, coming into her power, seeing how strong she is and getting rid of this sort of toxicity that was left by Nathan. I mean, to think, I don't know, to, to be with someone for that long and to not know that they were like this evil bad guy the whole time, that's got to kind of mess with you a little bit. 
Yeah. And in return, she's for the longest time thought she was keeping her secret as an mm-hmm. alien from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she could not be herself around him. Imagine had they just like come together and opened up. She probably like they would have been like this super alien evil duo or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been interesting if they would have known. But I, you know, he was very strategic in using her. Mm-hmm. So he played that role so well. I just, I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. I did have a coworker who I was like, oh, you got, you, ha- you have to watch this show. She figured it out in like the second episode. <laughs> I was like, I am not worthy. <laughs> well, especially because they, they show like her being, you know, kind of like this dominatrix, like in their sex life, like she's the one in control. So you just think that he's like this you know, docile guy that like, like strong women, but that's just what he's allowing her to think. Right. Which is so crazy. And there's twists like that all over. I, you know, the one that I did catch on to right away is, you know, Maria's lineage. Like as soon as they show, when we're starting to learn about the parents of, and that when they go meet that farmer and they live in the barn, I'm like, I bet you, (laughs) I bet you that somehow Maria is going to be linked to this, you know, especially because she has those, you know, intuitive kind of clairvoyant powers. Yes. And so did the mom. It was very satisfying though. Sometimes as the viewer, you kind of want to figure things out and it's very satisfying when you're right. So I I didn't mind that I was catching on to that. And I really liked how it was revealed and how they had to go into the mind of the elderly gentleman that wasn't, he was not very coherent. He was like kind of on his desk. Oh, in the house? Yeah. And you're finding out more and more and putting things together. And then Alex and Maria are in that jewelry shop and she finds out that um, Isabel's mom like made this necklace and gave it to her babies or her baby. And, you know, the name or she would call her a little her little stars she had two stars on the ground but then we find out that max is not actually her twin so i'm wondering how max isn't isabel's twin he's not isabel's twin yeah that's not his mom so i'm trying to figure out how do they have this mind connection did they just develop this over time because they're like oh it's a twin thing but they can still feel stuff happening when it's confirmed that they weren't actually twins I think they have the same parents. I think Mr. Jones, Max and Isabel's, I think they're siblings. Michael has a different mom altogether, but he might, they might all share the same dad. But didn't they say that he was a clone? Yes. I mean, that's what Mr. Jones, I think, wants them to believe because Max grew up. Max was a kid. I mean, when I think clone, I think adult clones of each other, like carbon cop, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I want to believe Mr. Jones just yet. I mean, he's clearly not trustworthy, but at the same time, what does he have to gain by saying you're my clone, not my child? Maybe that's alien language for child. I don't know. Maybe he wants them to get mixed up and for them to like play the role. I don't know what I'm thinking they will do is Max needs a heart transplant going into season three. Another one, like his heart is failing. Yeah. Why not take Mr. Jones's? That's why I think he really is a true clone. Because if this guy is like trying to conquer all these people and he's like, well, if I don't make it, I'm going to make another me to finish what I started. Mm -hmm. Because like who chains their 
kid up. You would chain your clone up because it's not your child. It's not, I don't know, it's not the same, but Heath Jones seems a little bit like a heartless, sort of no pun intended. He will be right. heartless at some right. point. I'm curious how, did they show how he got put in the, in the cave, like locked up in the cave to begin with? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't remember. They just, they just find him sealed off in this cave. Like it was a prison. Maybe the other aliens did it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. They like, they knew he was a bad guy and that's who they were running from. And they, you know, trapped him in this cave, hoping Max never has to find him because they didn't want, you know, whatever, you know, evil being to be influenced, you know, like influencing Max. Yeah. Cause I mean, the moms, they did save all of them and put them in pods, including mm-hmm. Max and hid them. Right. So, you know, because he was a child, so perhaps they just had compassion for him and they're like, okay, well, let's put them over here. Cause if they were really worried about him, they wouldn't have put them anywhere near their children. Right. So I think probably in this season, we're going to find out more about, you know, where does Max come from? Does he even have a family? because he's a clone, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because if he's a clone, I guess technically his parents would have been the parents of Jones, you know, blood related. Oh, okay. To them. I don't know, but not so much. There wouldn't be really an emotional connection there. There's a lot of ways they go. I mean, yeah. it's funny because it's like so sci-fi, but at the same time, it it's also just this episodic drama like there's romance and like it's sexy so sometimes you like forget that there's a you know this whole sci-fi part because it's it's a very layered show which makes it just so fun to watch and you just can't you just get through the episodes so quickly you're like I want more I want more I want more the only issue I have here is that I know for like dramatic purposes Liz had to leave Max but to me I just didn't like it it was not believable I know that Obviously aliens, you know, I suspend my disbelief for aliens, but just the characters and like how much they were supposed to love each other. I don't know why she would leave him. Yes. He had to blow up the lab, but he definitely had a reason for doing that. Mm -hmm. If she really loved him, I don't feel like she would have left him. Right. And then in the season one opener, she just said, I can't believe he didn't follow me. Like he hasn't tried to visit. He hasn't tried to reconnect. He hasn't tried to do anything. So I don't know if she left expecting the chase to come with her to California or what the deal was for like a genuine apology. I don't know, but I get what you're saying. And I, I kind of agree with it. Yeah. And it's like, well, why would she test him again? Why would she want him to chase her? You guys have been through so much, figure it out. Mm -hmm. Just love each other already. You know that you're meant to be. She fought so hard for him to stay alive and doing that heart transplant and got Kyle in a lot of hot water because they had to steal equipment and like just to go through all of that and leave it all behind, leave your dad behind when he's, you know, working on getting his green card and like getting a sponsor. And then his sister, her sister who, you know, was brought back to life by Max. Yeah. She leaves that. It just seemed like such a selfish move. And I know she does a lot for other people, but it just didn't, within her character, who she is, I just didn't believe it. I think she's also a very strong, independent woman. So to play devil's advocate here, she's like, I fixed your heart and you blew up my lab. I can't be associated with someone who's just going to waste my time and take my time for granted when I'm doing my best to save you. 
Yeah. And you're out here just not being appreciative of it. If you go, if someone destroyed your life's work, you know, and did it in such a violent manner, (laughs) you know, I would be partially inclined to leave you too. Yeah. I mean, I know he had to act quickly because people were going to go look at it. He Mm -hmm. didn't feel like he had much choice. Right. And in his mind, he was trying to protect her. But I think that with episodic television, they have to have these misunderstandings. Right. To create like the next thing. But, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to be somebody that just doesn't give up on someone like that's who I feel like Liz is. I feel like she kind of gave up on him Mm -hmm. and, and perhaps that's her character flaw. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't take care of everyone. Like you screwed me over. Like I'm over this. I'm going to LA. Goodbye. I'm starting over. Cause she does kind of have a history of leaving people. Mm -hmm. She left her town behind. She left her ex fiance behind. And perhaps that's something that she needs to, yeah, she needs to kind of work through you know, cause when the going gets tough, Liz gets going and mm-hmm. she's out of here. So yeah, perhaps we'll see that sort of character development and sticking things out and staying committed because she yes. kind of has, she's kind of commitment phobic. And I want to say this show was renewed for two more seasons. So three and four. That's exciting. Yes. We have a lot of things to look forward to in this season. So I highly recommend you put this in your queue. You can find the first two seasons on Netflix and the third season airing right now on the CW app. And now it is time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. This week's Spotlight of the Week goes to Highlands Pet Styling. Located in Lake Isabella, California, this grooming company is the most highly sought after in its area. You can rest assured that your fur baby is in great hands. Stacy is a solo groomer who grooms one-on-one only. That means your baby will not sit alone in a kennel waiting for hours to be taken care of. Because of this, most grooms take about an hour. At Highlands Pet Styling, Stacy will treat your fur babies like they are her own. So visit their Facebook page by searching Highlands Pet Styling to make an appointment. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We want to answer your burning questions, so give us a follow on Instagram at the Fangirls Podcast and Twitter at the underscore fan underscore girls and like our community page on Facebook to join the conversation. See See you next time. time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast LLC are not affiliated with the following. The CW Network or Netflix. Just really big fans. Super, super big fans. Really big Oh, yes. All the aliens. Yeah. Big fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.